You're listening to the Dating Diaries podcast with your host, Gemma Joel. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the third episode on the Dating Diaries podcast. If this is the first time you're joining me on here, then a huge welcome and thank you for listening. If you're a regular listener, then thank you for tuning in again. In today's episode, I'll be discussing the different ways to manage a breakup. The chances are at this point in your life, you've probably been through a breakup and you can understand just how difficult they can be. Heartbreak really is a real thing and learning how to manage that pain can be incredibly traumatic and cause us to react in many ways, some of which may not be the most beneficial for us, but may work in that moment. When we're going through a breakup, especially if we're the ones who have been broken up with, there is genuine physical and mental pain and at the time it can feel like you'll never be happy again, let alone be happy with someone else. But like with most things, time is a great healer and you can learn to be happy again. While I'm not a relationship expert, I do have a vast background in psychology and cognitive behavioural therapy. Having studied the psychology of behaviour and behaviour change for a very long time, as well as helping hundreds of clients over the past 10 years in both a private and an NHS setting to make positive changes to their mindset and their lives based on evidence-based approaches, and this is something that's ongoing in my current full-time role as a health coach. I have also experienced a lot of personal heartache over the years, which I feel adds an extra layer onto my level of understanding and the advice I give, as well as being there for my loved ones over the years who have gone through similar experiences. I've seen people react in so many ways, and generally speaking, what works for one person during a breakup might not necessarily work for another. And you never really know how you're going to feel or what you're going to need until you're experiencing that breakup feeling. But today, I am here for you as a friend and to offer some of my advice around navigating a breakup and how to use a variety of strategies to help improve your self-esteem, your self-worth, your confidence, your happiness, because God only knows that these can plummet into oblivion when we're going through a breakup and sometimes you just don't know which way to turn. So with this at the forefront of today's episode, I will be discussing a few ways to help you navigate a breakup, as well as providing some tips that you might find helpful should you ever find yourself in this position or if you currently are in this position. With breakups, they tend to come in different forms and I like to think about them in three different ways. The first way, now this is through a breakup from someone who wasn't actually your partner, you weren't officially together, but you may have been seeing each other without being exclusive. You know those ones where you date someone for a period of time without actually having a label on it. Secondly, someone that you were officially in a relationship with, but it wasn't a long-term relationship, so maybe something from like six months to a year. And third is a long-term relationship. So those ones where you're with someone for a number of years and there's a shitload of baggage. The reason why I think it's important initially to establish these different types of relationship is because, for example, when you tell a friend that you've broken up with someone, it's often brushed off when you say that it wasn't someone you were actually going out with and was just someone that you were seeing for a few months. 
it's almost like if you haven't been in an official long-term relationship with that person for many years, then it should just be easy to get over them and move on. But I'm sure that many of you who are listening can appreciate that those short-term, non-official relationships can actually have just as much of an impact on us as a long-term relationship can. Because when it comes down to it, it's not always about the labels or the time. Someone that you've dated for three months can hurt you more than someone you've been with for five years. It really boils down to how you felt about that person and how they made you feel. Now the way that breakups happen can obviously affect how you feel and how you react. For example, if you were the one doing the breaking up, you may not be as upset as you would be if they were the one breaking up with you. On the other hand, sometimes relationships can reach a natural end and you can end it mutually. I think age plays a huge part in this too because when I'm going through a breakup now, I react very differently to how I would have or how I did react when I was 18. And as you get older, you, well, I feel like you naturally become more mature and even though it never really gets any easier, we learn a different etiquette. So even when we might want to scream, we may just simply smile and deal with it. I think the craziest thing about a breakup is knowing that you can meet someone and that person can be one of the closest people to you in the world and you can be convinced that you'll be together forever and then in the blink of an eye, you find yourself walking past them on the street and not even saying hello. It's mad how you can go from being strangers with someone to friends and then to lovers and then strangers again. It's the harsh reality of how life can do a 360 out of nowhere and why we really need to appreciate what we have in the present moment because we might not always have that person there. And actually, that old saying of you don't know what you've got until it's gone is so true because you only tend to reflect on your relationship with someone when you don't have that relationship anymore. I've been through many different breakups in my life and they've ended from both sides, they've fallen into each of the three categories that I've mentioned earlier, but I've learned a lot along the way and I like to think that every experience I've faced and that you face is a valuable learning experience. After all, how can you expect to grow as a person and know yourself and love yourself if you don't go through these difficult experiences? When we're going through a tough time, we are vulnerable and this can often be the perfect time to learn different strategies that will not only make us feel better in the short term but in the long term too. People react in numerous ways when they break up with someone. From everyone's reactions on my Instagram post where I asked you how you responded to breakups, you said that you stopped following their social media accounts, you went and spent time with your friends, you got laid, you took time to heal and didn't rush into something new with someone, you focused on self-improvement, you worked on your health and fitness, and one that really stuck in my head was that you said believing that everything is a lesson, no matter what the pain is like, and knowing that you will come out stronger on the other side, is so true, it's so true, and these situations are here to test us and to make us stronger, even though at the time they can make us feel incredibly weak. And as you can see, from the different reactions I've just mentioned, there are so many ways we can initially react to a breakup. And everyone does react in these different ways and does what feels right for them at the time, which is fine. But sometimes we can be very self-destructive and self-sabotaging, and it can be helpful to take note of how we're feeling right at the very beginning and think about the ways that will make us feel better, not only in the short term, but in the long term too. 
the main ways that I've seen people react to breakups, and I guess personally too, is through things like casual sex, alcohol, drugs, um, trying to change the person's mind or begging them to try and make it work. Love does crazy things to the mind and our emotions often override our logic. And we do these things without really realizing the impact that they're gonna have on us. Because most of the time, these reactions are an easy way out, especially with casual sex or getting intoxicated. They're simple ways to change how you feel about yourself for a short period of time. And in the moment, they can make you feel great. But as I'm sure many of you can agree, the aftermath is not pretty, and it can often have a detrimental effect on your mental health, which can leave you feeling worse than you were originally feeling, and therefore making it more difficult to think logically instead of emotionally and make choices that are going to benefit you. On the flip side, this is just me offering my personal advice. You might find that these strategies work well for you, and if they do, then that's great. But just keep in mind that there are other alternatives out there that can make you feel just as good, if not better. So if we try to put a positive spin on this, there are a few strategies that have worked really well for me and for others, and I'd really like to share these with you now. So my first piece of advice is to sit with your feelings and simply acknowledge how you're feeling. While we can try to distract ourselves when we first break up with someone, eventually the feelings that we are suppressing will come to the surface. Whether it's in a month or a year, they will appear. This is why it's vital that you listen to your body and your mind and allow yourself to take the time to notice the way that you're feeling. For example, going back to what I said earlier about how as adults we almost put up a facade when we want to scream, we might just smile and carry on with our lives because we want it to seem like we're dealing with things well. We don't want others to know how much we're hurting. And yeah, it might work for a while until you get triggered by something or someone and then all of those suppressed emotions that have been bubbling away inside of you will come out and then you might react in a way that isn't positive and you might end up saying or doing something that will make you feel even worse. If you need to scream or you need to cry or you want to sit there and eat three tubs of ice cream or throw the ice cream at the wall, just do it. Alongside this is communicating your feelings. While it can come naturally to some of us to communicate the way that we're feeling at the time to our friends or our family, others may not find it easy to do this or they might simply just not want to talk about it at all, which is totally understandable. The most important person to be able to communicate with is yourself. Personally, I find journaling really helpful for this. Being able to write down my thoughts and feelings is an excellent way to help me self-reflect. And often it helps me to see where positive changes can be made in my life. And alongside this, there is tons of research on the practice of mindfulness and using different mindfulness techniques to focus our minds on the present. And when we use these techniques regularly, i.e. journaling, deep breathing, meditation, they can be really effective for boosting our mental well-being. And I do understand that journaling can feel uncomfortable, especially if it's not something you've tried before. Um, it definitely can take a bit of practice. But I just find it helpful in those times where I don't want to talk to someone. Like I don't want to talk to my friends. I don't want to talk to my family. But I need to get those thoughts out of my head. It may also help to reach out to a therapist. 
There are so many different options out there, whether you go privately or through the NHS. And personally speaking, I think therapy is an excellent route to go down to help improve your mental well-being. And I have really benefited from having that one person to talk to when I need it. I was speaking to my friend the other day about being in therapy and she said that the difference between being in therapy and talking to your friends is that your therapist will be there to listen to you exclusively, whereas you wouldn't necessarily sit there talking to your friends about yourself for an hour. Well, I mean, you could, but they might get a bit fed up or you might start feeling like a burden on them. But anyway, the other the other part of that is when you talk to your friends, you get so many different pieces of advice that it can often conflict with how you're feeling and almost encourage you to make decisions that you might not usually do whereas if you're speaking to a therapist or you're journaling you're taking that time to have some self-reflection before actually listening to any advice that's given and remember you can listen to advice but you don't have to take it or action it only you will know which method of communication will work best for you as long as you're making sure that you're communicating via one avenue, it will help to take the burden and the stress off your mind. So the next strategy that I'd like to talk you through is focusing on what makes you feel truly happy. I would like you to take a few moments just to think back to a time when you felt truly happy, if you're not feeling that way right now, of course. And when you think about yourself at your happiest, What did you do to get there? For me, the main things that make me feel truly happy are a combination of getting out in nature, in the fresh air every day, spending time cooking and creating content for my recipe page, spending quality time with my friends and family, um, getting a good night's sleep, and generally just surrounding myself with people who bring out the best in me. Because as you get older, you'll probably realize that not everyone is a good influence on you. And sometimes you need to cut people out of your life to make yourself happier. The same applies when going through a breakup. Some people will be a positive influence on you, whereas others will not. What I would recommend that you do is write a list of things and people that make you feel happy, as it can often help to visualize these before you start to put it into action. My final strategy for you is to make sure that you're taking enough time for yourself. This is one that a lot of people struggle with and it's something that I've often struggled with in the past because when you break up with someone, it can be all too easy to want to find a distraction or to flirt with someone else straight away and it can seem like a great idea to re-download those dating apps and jump straight into something with someone new right away. But realistically speaking, while this may be a good short-term vice, you're probably just masking and suppressing all those feelings that you're having post-breakup and you may end up just using someone as a rebound and then when you realise this, you'll be back at square one and it can lead to a vicious cycle, especially if you're not taking time to acknowledge and action your feelings. I do speak from personal experience with this and sadly it took me a while to realise that dating after I'd just come out of a serious relationship was a stupid idea for me. But luckily hindsight is a great thing and I took three to four months out of dating just to focus on myself and it was a really great experience because I just learned to take a step back and focus on the things that make me feel really good and really happy and I, I almost... 
I almost learned to understand myself more um, and where positive changes could be made within myself. And I really believe that you need to be able to love yourself before you can learn to love someone else and to get into that right mindset and learn more about what do you want in a partner going forward. And this can take time. There's no time limit on this. It might take you a month. It might take you a year. It just depends on, on what's going to work for you. And again, going back to what I said in the beginning, what works for one might not work for another. And it can take a bit of trial and error. Sometimes you don't know what is going to work until you try. One of the most important things that I've found is that you focus on doing whatever it is you can to look after yourself because some breakups are absolutely brutal. And as much as we would like to believe that love and relationships are like a fairy tale, they're just not. Dear Lord, what a sad little life, Jane. So to summarise my babblings for today, if there's anything that you take away from this episode, let it be these three points. Number one, sit with your feelings and communicate them in whichever form works best for you. Number two, focus on doing what makes you feel truly happy. Number three, take enough time out for yourself. Be selfish, look after yourself. It's not always easy to prioritise yourself, but as the old saying goes, you can't pour from an empty cup. I hope you find these strategies useful please do let me know how you get on with them. If you do manage to try them, I'm always available via my Instagram DMs. If you're not following the Instagram page, it's at the dating diaries underscore underscore. I'd love to hear from you. I love getting your feedback. So please do let me know what you think. And if you've enjoyed today's episode, please do like, share and subscribe to the Dating Diaries podcast. It's now available to stream on Spotify, Apple and Google. On my next episode, I'll be joined by health coach, registered nutritionist and CBT therapist, Grace Preston, where we'll be delving deeper into the psychology of how to learn to love yourself before learning to love someone else. <laughs>